watermelon is popping. Tell you right now, I love my melon. There's actually 50 shades of melon. Legalize it. Yeah. Melanin. Make me scream your name. Make me scream your name. Hubba 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 She laughed like that because she real sad. And she said a lot of woman times for the in the back. What in the world is that? I don't know what's back, going on with you. Back, back, back it, it up. I look queen of talking. Oh, I'm backing it up. We're back this Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Highly Melanated. To try and laugh. That was a long breath. That was commitment. Yeah, that was. You really stayed true to that. Uh, I appreciate it. Got a lot of lung strength. That smelled like straight bourbon. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Ooh, bourbon, bourbon. So sorry, guys. Hey, guys, welcome to another episode of Highly Melanated. Uh, the gang is here. PJ. Yoshi. Rojo. <laughs> what? Who's <laughs> 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 that? Horse out. Raw. And uh, Blair. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's back is back. And we're we're back for another episode, um, where we melanate your palate and feed your soul. Yes. Mm. I'm always hungry. Num 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 num. Uh, it's been a while since we've been together, guys, uh, and we apologize for the. Uh, the it's time been a on. while. We shouldn't have left, left you, you without a dope podcast. Step two. Step, 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 step two. Rewind. This is officially our 18th episode. Oh my God, we can vote! Oh my God, we can vote! 
Speaking of, everybody go vote. I mean, that's actually what's going to be. That's my plug to tell people to go vote. Vote the land of the free. Kind of. Maybe. If you're not a person of color. Because if you are, it's the land of the police. (laughs) 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 Sorry. Oh, my God. It's not even so funny, but that's so sad that it's so true. But no, for real, guys, we are. This is our official 18th episode, the Go Vote episode. Um, Actually, and it's coming up the midterm elections anyway. Sure is. November 6th. Get it together. That's right. And really, no matter what. Um, So, guys, thank you again. If this is your first time here, uh, Welcome. 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 We are so happy to have How you. you so happy to have you that Red is opening up some cranberry <laughs> trail mix for I'm everyone. I'm trying, and I was failing miserably. <laughs> miserably. Defeated by a bag. Um, <laughs> if you are back for another episode, we thank you. Thank you again. Um, as we as we say all the time, you can uh, follow us on social media. You can click like. You can follow us on all all levels. I'll give you all the information at the end. Well, I might I might just give it to you. Start giving it to you at the beginning and end, like we were supposed to do way back when. So just like like always, you can always follow us on Instagram. Follow us at Highly Melanated Podcast, or you can yeah. you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts as well as SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, um, anywhere you basically can find your. Uh, um, podcast. And we're not on Spotify as of yet. Still working on that. There is still a hold. We're in like the fourth. Sign the month. petition. <laughs> yeah. So we're al- <laughs> we're almost actually moving in that direction. Um, but yeah. So I've, also, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please be sure to email us at highly melanated um, podcast at gmail.com or you can hit us up on Twitter at h underscore melanated pod. So yeah, we're back, guys. Y'all know how Facebook be like this person replied within a day. See, we reply within five minutes. Seriously, actually, <laughs> you know, and that's and that's actually true because it's actually on all of our phones. So we actually do actually Get check the them and we do respond. And we thank you guys for, for those who actually have been um, hitting us up. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. We love y'all. All y'all. Merci beau cups, as my dad would say. <laughs> Merci beau cups. Beau cups. It's pronounced beaucoup, but you know. American who's, who's, picture, who's the paying French attention? language. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, sorry. Wait, wait. I don't know. I was flashing back to something that you had said that your dad said that he calls himself. And I was like, dang, I remember. Black daddy? That is who he is. He's my black daddy. Shout out to you, Black Daddy. So I'll tell you the reference behind that and then we'll get back on topic. But Paul Mooney, everybody knows Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney did this stand up where he was talking about how we need to stop, you know, having these black children believe in Santa Claus. Stop perpetuating the lie that there's some jolly old white man running around giving kids, little black kids, free presents. Um, and, And he was like, I you should know like who's actually like providing like these gifts for you it's not santa claus it's your black daddy me black daddy so oh, after we yeah, saw yeah, that yeah, i do know so what my dad about. started calling himself shout out to you black, black daddy, daddy. <laughs> shout out to your black daddy who he is <laughs> how you black doing daddy. black daddy daddy He's yeah. a complicated man. <laughs> <laughs> but no one understands him but his daughter. Black Daddy. Daddy. Black Daddy. <laughs> and he calls me his black daughter. So Shh. it goes both ways. Show you right. Show you right. 
He's got to have a different tagline than show you right. That's though. hilarious. I, he, my dad always says, you jive turkey, so we can go with you that. Jive you jive turkey. turkey. <laughs> I jive love it. My turkey. dad is a man of the 70s. Yes, I love it. I love it. Respect <laughs> yourself. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well... <laughs> it's been a long time Squeak. we shouldn't have left you i know right it really has because we is rusty <laughs> af <laughs> i was like thinking so many different things good afternoon good evening and good night and good, and good day. day hello <laughs> hey reggie's reggie's <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to the highly melanated manner where you could just serve and taste anything that your palate desires. Oh. Do we have some toasts? Anybody? I, I know that I have one. Well, go on then. Do, let us, let does us, let does us Rojo have it beverage. or does Rojo Jeeves have it? <laughs> Wait, I was like trying to think of like. <laughs> Wait, I totally need Rojo you to Jeeves. do that again. Hmm? I totally need you to do that again. Uh-uh, not. <laughs> <laughs> they're creepy and they're cool. It's just the way he said it. I'm just like spooky. They're all together. Ookie, the the Adams family. family. Come on, Jeeves. That's pretty bad. <laughs> We've been away from each other that long. We've been so silly. Come on, Jeeves. Uh, I have a toast. Um, I met a a a very nice gentleman not like too that long ago. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Sorry. This is the Start highly, over. It is the highly I, melanated matter. It's our um. Ooh, what's his name, y'all? From from Fresh Prince. For, forgive me, I don't even remember. Oh, um, Jeff Joffrey. You say Joffrey? I thought Joffrey? it was Joffrey. Jeffrey. That, Joffrey. Joffrey. Joffrey's Game of Thrones. Joffrey's Joffrey's Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. <laughs> no one wants to be him. <laughs> y'all. Th- um, this is all topic. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> don't take my black card. So <laughs> I visibly saw her screaming at everybody. Take, don't take my black snatch. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh god, Joffrey, no, no, no. Um, no, I wanted to give a shout out to a, a, a good gentleman that I actually just met not too long ago. His name is Mo Crosby, and he actually is in charge of a podcast um, for Earth to Comic Con for Comic Con Earth All to right. Comic Con. Shout out um, to you, Mo. So yeah, I just ow, actually subscribed. Ow. So everybody else should do the same as well. So far, he has five stars, and I, that I'm sure that his um, his podcast is amazing. So shout out to you for doing your damn thing. All right, all right, and welcome to New York. Cause he from DC. Yes, yeah, so been shout here out to Chocolate two, City. two weeks. So, you know, from Chocolate City. Wet behind the, the ear. So. Oh, he's only been here for two weeks. Two and I've got weeks. I've to hit him up. I've got his Instagram. Yes. What is is it? Mr. Mo Crosby. Oh, shucks. Yeah. It's a nice guy. Mr. Mo Crosby. And he walks out. I was like, oh, hi. <laughs> 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 that was a bit too presumptuous, <laughs> now, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Guys, it's. it's uh, uh, <laughs> Have fun editing this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to say it. You to had me, to actually. cut everything out. <laughs> Because uh, I kind of want to do another beat. So that's our toast. Me- oh, I, I no, I kind of do too, which you can totally post it. Well, we'll but have hey, to do that at the end. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I actually yeah. want to give a uh, toast to a little bit of clinks in my uh, dead pirates, which is a special form of their old fashion. I like to give two clinks. Clink, clink. Um, 
yeah, to a nice young lady <laughs> that I met on the platform. I'm so mad to at a you. nice young lady that I met on the platform. Yes, yeah, so where what platform was this? It was on the platform for, for for the queue, and it totally didn't come. So we all got the talking, and I was like, "Hi, so I'm black. You're black. I have a Hollow Meditated podcast. You should oh play it." So riveting. No, let me be serious. No, so um, the queue one day decided to not come. It decided to just get stuck in the train station. So we were all sitting there being mad. We gotta get to work. We gotta get to work. I'm like, yeah, uh, I gotta get to work. Um, so I'm like, yeah, hey, you're black. I'm black. Guess what? Holly Melanated. What? Holly Melanated with the with the Wakanda sign. So yeah, subscribe. Turn us on. Listen to us while you're waiting for the train and then the bus and stuff. So um, shout out to you, Sunny, and your three sons. Shout out to you. Shout Shots. out. Shout out. Shout out, Sunny. All right. So we're gonna move right along <laughs> on this on our. Uh, on our fantastic voyage. I was literally about fantastic to like sing that in my voyage. head. I was already singing it. <laughs> oh God, I miss these guys so Come much. Along, oh, right on the fantastic slide, slide, slip and slide. And we don't know the lyrics. <laughs> None of us do. But we start right the same point, right? Um, so just really quick, just want to go around the room and see if it was. Um, we've had this segment that we call our melanated seg- um, senses, where we talk about anything that we've seen um, we have not been in the studio for quite some time so I'm sure we each actually may have some melanated senses that we have seen or heard or smelled or touched or tasted aha I got them all this time <laughs> I'll wait until next time <laughs> <laughs> right so um, yeah does anybody have any tastes or any, any of their senses that they would like to discuss so I tasted the seawater. I felt the love. I saw the waves of people. And I touched pink. What the fuck is she talking about? The breast cancer walk on Sunday in Coney Island that was not in Prospect Park, but it was on Coney Island at the boardwalk. And it was beautiful. It was like a. It was like everybody had like their crews and they was like walking for people. And because the breast cancer walk is like the only walk for cancer, um, people that we've lost to cancer, regardless of what type of cancer, we walk for them during that time. Um, so we had a group called We Shine. Um, shout out to the Bogota crew because um, Tony Ann and Lori definitely came through. Tony Ann's aunt and her cousin came through. Shout out to the Texas crew. And we walked. We had our T-shirts. Um, but we saw, like, all the cheerleaders that were out there that were, like, cheering. It was amazing. We saw the one, two, three marker. We did the starting line, the finish line. Um, and we just felt the love. Like, yo, Caribbean people, I love you. Because y'all, y'all, you see us black folk? Man, we have me make a party out of anything. Let me tell y'all how they had the drums, the cowbell. They had it going, y'all. Tink, 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 tink. It was awesome, y'all. And then we walked the boardwalk, so I had a chance to taste the seawater. It was awesome. Not actually put my mouth in the water, but you know how to win. I mean, if Come you did, I mean, I wasn't going to judge you. I and mean, it tastes like salt. You know, and you open okay. your mouth and you're just like, ha! And you I know, did you have just questions. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> take a straw up to it. We're, we're exposed to the worst elements living yeah, here in New York. So. Yeah, okay, but this on a regular basis. No, I just, no, it, it, it was amazing. So I actually experienced all the senses during the breast cancer walk. So shout out to those people who have survived their form of cancer and um, those who do not, those who did not, may you all rest in God's peace and love. Okay. 
Beautiful. Yeah, that was nice. I be having some time, some deep stuff, you know. I see stuff, you know. The breast cancer walk was actually pretty cool, actually. Um, I did it one year. Nice. Um, but I haven't done it in quite some time. Um, same, same. Because I used to do it in Newark with my um, parents, and then I stopped. And that's then when. I that's where I used to do it. We used to do it in Newark for um, one of. Um, one of my good friends, his mom had passed away from breast cancer. Mm. Um, Down in Military Park. Shout out to Brick City. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> hmm, what did I see? I saw something that was actually pretty cool. So in my area in Harlem, um, on 152nd, there's like this, um, you've actually probably seen it, Phil. There's like a garden um, as you're like walking up from the subway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was coming home late one day and they had a building, the side of the building, it had white sheets that were draped all the way down and they had a projector there. And what they were doing was is that they were, it was done by a couple of different people. Um, I think her name is Sarah, who basically wanted to, she's lived there for in Harlem for about, don't quote me, but I think it was a 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to um, just basically highlight the neighborhood and how it's changing so drastically, which um, it was very interesting because what she did was she took um, people who were in the neighborhood, um, videos of them, and shot them on the projector on the side of the building. And people can come up and type on the typewriter things that they were thinking about the neighborhood oh that's cool um so it was very good because like a lot of the people that were in the neighborhood mostly people who were people of color were um were there and representing the neighborhood because they became like these figures who people knew um so one of the things that i typed was like you know taking sugar hill because that that's the area that i'm in sugar hill and kind of creating like this acronym um so s you know soon i think i said soon unity grants absolute respect and hill happiness is life love so it was just very interesting because it was like a little poetry session if you will so <laughs> Sorry, that was an actual song, Sugar Hill. I just didn't know this place allowed. So uh, yeah, so that was that was actually really cool, and it was um, very good because it With got everybody to um, come out, and then basically just talk amongst themselves to you know kind of like say like how the neighborhood is changing, what does gentrification look like? You know, everybody doesn't feel the same way because there were there were white people that were out there too, and they were all like, we're not trying to just take over, but we do need to come together, just have a conversation about what that looks like how can we help not make this process so um so malignant if you will mm-hmm. so that was really cool for me that's dope nice so last sunday i was working with a friend of mine who actually is in um film school at nyu um shout out to alex etiatse um you guys should check out all of his films they're amazing shout out to you um so we were working on one of his in class um directing um homework exercises so basically they have like a couple of different things they have to do and I've done it for him a couple of times but this one was we had to film 
um, a quick scene and then he has to give it to like his classmates and like one person like edits it and another person you know shoots it the other person is in charge of the lighting so they're all like collaboratively working on this one piece and while we were shooting it um, we were shooting a part outside and who happens to uh, come riding his bike down the street but Rob Morgan so shout out to you, Rob Morgan. If you guys don't know who that is, um, if you saw Mudbound, he's the dad in Mudbound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, he's, he was actually in one of our uh, one of my acting classes with uh, Mariska. Like he's a really he's a really cool dude. He's, he's so, so super cool dope and down to earth. So yeah. he came riding by in his bike. Come to find out, he lives right across the street from Alex. So he came over and. Uh, asked us what, what we were doing and we were like yeah you know working on a on a film exercise and he was like oh okay well let me come over he and let me <laughs> let me come over and learn a couple of things like how how you go shoot it and what's what's you know he just wanted nice. to be like involved like in the process which was really cool so then he started telling us about how he just got back from texas because um they're working on a documentary uh, a docu-style film Sorry, it's not a documentary. It's a, so- a docu-style film. But um, basically, it's about black cowboys. Mm-hmm. And that. so he was talking about just his experience with the film so far and just all the fun like he's been having with it. So, yeah. That's, That's awesome. Shout out to week. you. Shout out to you, Rob. He's actually, He is such a cool, down-to-earth guy. He's and we'll really just, nice. Like, talk to you and real talk. Like, we were in class. And instead of doing the exercise, he just started giving advice. I mean, this man has not only just been on Mudbound, he's on a few network shows now as mm-hmm. we speak. He was on like, Daredevil. That's where he, I know him from. Yeah, he's and Stranger awesome. Things. Yeah, Stranger Things, mm-hmm. the, the officer, one of the officers of Stranger Things. He's an awesome guy. Um, but I love it when uh, people in our community are so helpful, um, which ties actually into what um, my Melanated Senses was uh, for, for this week um, that I wanted to share. And it's a sense of feeling community and feeling love and appreciation um we haven't recorded in quite some time uh there have been some personal things that have gone on in my life with my family um we lost the matriarch of my family my grandmother um and i had the senses of just overwhelming love and support um from friends and other family as well um and those who i didn't even know paid attention to um, how much I care about my grandmother and how much she has meant to me growing up and things that I share on a regular basis because she was the greatest person in my entire life. Um, I wanted that to tie that into our conversation today because there has been a lot of things going on and things that we all experience. And I think that sometimes we don't um, really have these conversations with our friends um, as well as with our family uh, at times. And it kind of dawned on me, I was driving in the car with my mother and you know, we were talking about what it was that my grandmother really wanted um, and how she, you know, how it is. And then she, you know, she asked me, God forbid something was to happen to me, you know, what would it be that she would, that I would want for her? And is there a list of people that she should contact? And you know, what, what, what is my plan of action? God forbid. We all still do have to have these kind of conversations at times. And I, you know, I have a close knit, a a few friends that I would say, but uh, I always wanted to know if other people have had these kind of conversations with their friends, their family members. 
And um, I want to see, you know, I want to have this conversation with you guys. I want you to chime in too also, um, because this is a, this might not be a morbid or a somber such topic, uh, but it's a conversation that is kind of really needed to have um, because immortality is real. And when it comes down to your legacy and things that you want to leave behind and things you want to accomplish and things that you want to do and how you want to leave your imprint on this world, a lot of that comes with the idea of us being immortal and how we impact each other. I kind of want to have this conversation with everybody and just to see what what it was or it has been for you. But before we even go into that, I want to personally thank uh, all of you. Um, those who are in this room, um, Yushi, Red, and Blair, thank you personally for being very supportive and being there for me uh, and for my family. I appreciate that. We appreciate that. Um, and thank you for being there in spirit, Red. Um, uh, I really appreciate that in general. So I just wanted to really throw that out there and to you guys. Of course. In spirit and in Marco Polo. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, you couldn't make anything, so I understood. I, I didn't really, you know, this is all spirit of the moment. And then um, I want to also thank everybody else who showed up and just sent her home right. So I appreciate, I genuinely appreciate the love and everything with everybody. She's so beautiful. She was. So yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So as I was saying about this conversation, um, yeah. The unfortunate thing about this conversation is that it usually is prompted by a close one's death. Mm -hmm. And then that's what really gets people talking about, like, what they want for themselves or what other people would want. I wonder if there's a way that, like, I mean, like, I feel like more times than not, that's how this conversation begins. But are there other ways that we can have this conversation and it not be and having, like, a death be like the catalyst of this conversation. Cause I know like for me, um, my best friend, she suffered, her family suffered a lot of loss, like all like back to back to back. And she was kind of like the main one who had to deal with everything. So I saw everything that she was going through as far as like planning this funeral and figuring out like the, the estate of this person and that person and just trying to coordinate everything. And through her experience, she was talking about how she basically like learned how to write wills and, mm -hmm. you know, how to get like all of that, like legalized and like all of that. And so like she then had a conversation with all of us, me and other close friends about how important it is to have that kind of stuff set up and in place um, to have a will because you know you think like you're you're young you know you're not thinking about you know like oh I got to get my will together but you never know what's going to happen and the people who are closest to you who would go about you know planning your you know what happens after you die like I would hope that their intentions would be to do what they think it is that you want but I always feel like it's better to just t have people know what you want mm -hmm. as opposed to them guessing like, oh, well, I think she would want this or she would really like that. I, I know me, I'm a little bit of a control freak. So this is I'm going to map out what I would like and I'd like for you <laughs> to follow this line of order. Thanks. So you a control freak? Get out of here. I would have never right thought <laughs> that at all i mean <laughs> not a control freak but i have a little bit of ocd let's just say that um 
it's interesting that you bring it up. Um, like, how do we, how do we, I guess, normalize it? Um, I think a lot of it stems from the fact that we're so uncomfortable. Like, when, like I'll give you, just to kind of go back, dial it back. When we were talking about, when you came up to me and you approached me about Highly Melanated Podcasts, one of the things that we said the purpose of this podcast is to make sure that we talk about things that are difficult for people to talk about on mm-hmm. a regular basis. Right, right. Um, and, and, that is, and that is one of the things amongst, uh, amongst co- people of color. Um, and that's one of the things that I think that we should be trying to do is trying to find a way to normalize and make it realistic. Like it, it, everybody knows it's not realistic that everybody will live for forever uh, you know our memories our thoughts our legacies might be something that can be prolonged and and go go on throughout time but the actual person our vessel um does not last so mm-hmm. in knowing that we shouldn't have any qualms in terms of discussing that if anything it kind of helps to lessen the blow when things mm-hmm. do happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, I we don't talk about it a lot because I, I, I understand that it's still like a very morbid topic, but there's been times that I've spoken to my parents about like what's important, like how would this, you know, go down if like dad wasn't here, if mom wasn't here, like what are we doing? And while um, they're not solidified you know we're not down to the t and like oh my goodness we know the funeral home and stuff like that me and my sister have an idea we have an idea we have an idea um and i think that's most important to just like get the the conversation just rolling Mm -hmm. i think that that's actually really important to do at any given time um you know, I've, I've, I've had this conversation even with dealing with my grandmother in general. You know, we've, we've been aware. I mean, this woman was, this beautiful woman was on this earth for a lot longer than what the doctor said that they, she would ever be here for. Mm-hmm. You know, double digit years. And she was still here. And we knew kind of what she wanted because she told us. But at the same time, um, whenever it comes down to finding out whatever it is, whatever the choices that you're making for the person are you really making them for them or how are you making them for, for yourself? yourself like example like if some god forbid something happens to me i really don't want to be too religious and too like holy and christian and all out of, of church music i i personally at this stage um in my life as i just had turned 38 um i don't want that and that's just what I don't want period so if someone was to put that in there they're doing it for themselves and not for the person who we're supposed to be honoring and representing and I feel like that happens more times than not it does people have the service for somebody that that they personally want to have the way that they want to send somebody on their home going and not necessarily what that person would have wanted um so again for, for example like with um I don't know if I shared, but I think I shared before that my my brother brother, passed away. Um, And so, you know, like we as a family, you know, plans like his his service. And, you know, I thought everything was great. Sometimes my mom will have moments where she'll say specifically, you know, if I had been in my right state of mind, I would have taken Jonathan back home to Virginia and buried him there alongside my mother. 
And to me, I'm just like, that's that's something that would make her happy. That would satisfy her. That's not necessarily something that my brother, I'm not saying that he wouldn't have wanted it, but it's not something that he would have wanted either. Like his home was in Michigan. He grew up in Michigan. All his friends are in Michigan. His family is Michigan. Everything he knew is in Michigan. So to take him somewhere where he doesn't know mm-hmm. would have been self-satisfying to my mother and not to the person who passed away. Mm-hmm. So again, I mean, obviously like, but he was 17 when he passed away. So duh, like he's not thinking about like, Oh, I need to have a will and I need to have my wishes, you know, made clear. No one's thinking about that when they're planning for college and, you know, graduating high school and all that. But as we, do get older and we have more of these experiences and especially being the people who are still here and kind of seeing these scenarios play out with other people, it should be more of a motivating factor for us to be like, okay, let me get some type of plan in place. And, you know, I said before, like, I would like, I would like for things to be done to my wishes but i don't know what my wishes are right now so that's why i haven't mapped anything out it is on my 2018 vision board to establish a will um as far as my finances go like how to divvy up the money that i leave behind that i do want to get nailed down by the end of this year but as far as like what i want my funeral service to look like i have no idea and that's the part that i still need to figure out so you brought up a very good point um, with like your finances, straightening out your finances, because I think, um, and then this is just my personal opinion. I think like once you've, you've passed and once you've crossed over, there's not a lot of personal things like, you know, preferences that is really going to matter, you know, at, at a particular point. So while you think that, you know, you want certain things to be done to your wishes, if your family and your friends decided that they wanted to do this for you, you know, who, you know, other other than yourself, who's no longer with us, right? Who's going to really, like, go up against that because of the fact that um, it, it, those are the people that are living. Those are the people that kind of need that comfort. So mm-hmm. if that makes that if that makes them feel better, then why not do it? I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Like, you should have your personal, which is like, for me, I don't, I don't feel like I want to be buried. I feel like I want to be cremated. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I want to be scattered about, you know, across the sea, mm-hmm. an occasional flake going in somebody's eye, <laughs> you know, still just, <laughs> you know. Salt water in somebody's still. mouth. <laughs> kind of scary. So, you know. Oh, I got Chris in my eye. Oh, Jesus. I, I'm going to be crying I mean, for I, the rest of my life. Right. <laughs> Right. Go. Tears of Rojo. Right. That's some real. But I mean, all right. Rainbow under the serpent type stuff right there, <laughs> blowing in somebody's face with the dust. Come but, on, American Horror Story. But all jokes aside, Coven. And uh, <laughs> all jokes aside, like that doesn't matter. But the thing that you brought up, finances, is very key. Mm-hmm. Especially like you know, God rest his soul. Your your someone like your brother. He would have not had that because he did not necessarily have that financial standing yet, right? He he didn't have, he didn't graduate from 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 college. He didn't he didn't get that job that he probably should have gotten. So he doesn't have that money. But I think something that 
um, is a kind of a make or break deal for a lot of families is that finances where mm-hmm. they go, oh, there's $10,000 that Uncle Jimmy left me. Well, I think I should get it. Right. I think that I should get this. And oh, well, I knew him the most. Well, when I needed when he needed the most amount of help, none of you guys were there. Like that's that's ultimately what tears people apart. It really does. And it's mm-hmm. so crazy because, like, one of the things that my family has gone through is that we've gone through, like, a couple of deaths here and there. And all of a sudden, it was just, like, family that you didn't know just came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it was also, like, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? And it was all because they felt like they should get their piece of the pie. When, uh, honestly, going back to you not being here anymore that shouldn't be what what we're coming together about comes to be you know Mm -hmm. so we've had to like really like all right this is what's going to be you know unless if you want to be a part of this then you're going to be a part of the planning the taking care of the finances like the funeral you know you're going to be part of all of that for you to even say that unless like you had brought up before you have a will and that's that is something that is set in stone i just feel like it just makes it so much easier and it takes it takes all of the guesswork out of the people who are left behind. Like it, they have to like sift through or deal with. Yeah. I mean, that's not to say that it's still going to be a perfect process because people are still going to be mad. Well, so-and-so got more than me or I feel, you know, people are still going to be in their feelings about whatever. I mean, people uh, always find something to be mad about, but especially when it comes to finances, like that is something that definitely should if if nothing else is honored, then that definitely should be according to the wishes of the person who's no longer here. Right. Because it's their money. You know, so like for my family, my mother constantly, constantly, constantly reminds me that I need to write a will. She's always saying that because she's like, you're in a city, you never know what can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Death doesn't come because you're old. It comes when it's your time. So she's always constantly telling me life insurance will. She's told me, she has her, she's told me um, what she wants, which I will definitely honor. She wants to be cremated and scattered over the ocean in the wind. We do have like a family plot in um, Virginia that's actually um, considered historical ground. Um, So for me, I would most likely want to be cremated and planted within um, a tree pod there so I can just be with my ancestors. Um, But to be honest... Uh, once I have my children, God willing, I even have this experience and I live long enough to be able to do this. Once I have my children, I'm really going to ask them what type of celebration they want to have because I don't want them to be wearing black. I'm actually going to put in my will, quote, if a motherfucker got on black, kick that nigga out, end quote. Hmm. I'm going to put that in my will because I don't want nobody to come um, and be sad because the way I see it is death. Is, is, is two things that's promised in this world. You're going to be born and you're going to die alone. You're going to be born alone and you're going to die alone. And those are two short things that we just cannot get around as mm-hmm. humans. Um, if you know a way, slide in my DMs. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want to be a vampire, though. Um, but that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm might pop up like I got the way. Yeah, guys. Um, might cost you a thing or two. <laughs> Right. But um, but 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 no, seriously, I would want to, you know, sit down with them and be like, you know, what do you what would you guys want? Because you guys burying or having a service is for you to grieve, because once I'm gone out this body, I don't care about that. Right. 
you know, but that's just, you know, how I feel. And I'm sure my mind will change as I get older and I actually do push out some babies. You know, my mind will most likely change. But for example, um, we had a close encounter with my father. And when that happened, um, he went back and he updated his will mm -hmm. to make sure that it was exactly what he wanted if, um, you know, he does not survive um, an asthma attack or a collapsed lung situation. Um, my grandma has hers. My mom and I actually just looked at it the other day when we were in Virginia. Um, we looked at all her information and, um, you know, everything is everything. But it's just one of those conversations that I know us as people, black people, um, that we don't really like to talk about. Right. You know, we don't like to address um, certain things. And we definitely should because it's... Um, it's inevitable. Like, for example, um, Prince and Aretha and James Brown have such huge, 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 huge fortunes. And when they passed, they had no will. So, yeah. Imagine that kind of But I'm just saying, like, imagine that type of estate. Mm -hmm. And then that type of division that that creates within the family and there's going no back on what Blair will. was saying. Yeah. And for <laughs> example, with a person like Aretha who was in hospice, who knew it was coming, you know, I don't know what happened. I can't speak on that. None of us can. You know what I'm saying? But it, but it is, it's just like, wow. Like Prince, it was kind of abrupt, you know, but it's just like, wow, you guys are worth X amount of dollars. You have an estate. Like you are an icon. And you know who got James Brown and stuff? The ex-wife, the, the the wife that he was last married to, because she was the wife, she even got the collection from the from the record labels, and the children are kind of trying to sue, and they can't do anything about it. I mean, because there was no paperwork, and she's the wife, so she trumps mm -hmm. everybody. Right. So this is the, the this is the importance about having these types of conversations, and even as you were just saying, as far as what um was told, as far as death doesn't come when it, when you're old, it comes when it's your time. You know, like on top of you know, and and. This might take a add another layer to it, um, which is really get me inspired to have these kind of conversations, especially with my friends um, and even other family members, even if there's nothing wrong with you. Um, my cousin's ex-husband, um, and this is about to just get a little personal. Uh, my cousin's ex-husband, who is the father of her three children, um, his body and his son's body was just found recently in Jacksonville because they he was teaching his son. Shout out to you. Rest in peace, Eric and Derek Smart. Um, he was teaching his son fishing and got swept away by the tide. And Eric was roughly around six, seven, six, eight healthy condition um, in the services. His son, Derek, was, you know, young, six, seven, eight. Um, and these those this is bringing this part of the conversation up is important because you do kind of never know really what can and may happen that's why living on this earth is really so important to actually seize every moment do what you have to do um to make sure that you're getting what you need out of what was given to you which is about being alive um so i really stand firmly by that but this whole idea of us oh well it can never happen don't worry about it and then next you know something god forbid does happen not to wish bad on anybody because that is not what this part of the conversation is about at all but it's a real serious thing because we did not know this and this happened we found this out right after my grandmother passed um now just imagine having to like split up 
you know, that information. I don't know what the personal information with the finances when it comes down to that. But just use that as an example of at any given time, anything can happen. And if if you have, you know, family or other that you've taken care of after you, what are you leaving them? You have to start thinking about other people other than yourself. And I think sometimes that it's a hard thing to have, but sometimes I think it becomes like a little selfish because you don't want to talk about it, but you have other people depending on you. So you kind of should at some point. You know what, what kind of like upsets me about this whole conversation is that it's so, um, this conversation is so polarized because it only boils down to two things when you're talking about someone who has passed or someone who is no longer with us. And um, it boils down to material stuff and emotions. Mm-hmm. And, and and you want to kind of handle the material stuff that way it doesn't affect the emotions more. But I think the reality of it is is that you, everybody should know that the conversation should be that it's, it's okay to be emotional. It's okay to like grieve. It's okay to, you know, not feel your best because someone has... Um, someone has left and you've lost somebody but I think it's also a conversation and opportunity to let people know that they also don't have to stay there Um, you know feel like you you know for your grandmother like God rest her soul you know I think um, you you you're afforded that time to sit down and, and grieve and be emotional and that's okay and I think that's something that all of us in this room have told you and all of us have been there for you because we ultimately want you to get better and you'll always remember your grandmother. But I think there's a moment where everybody, whatever that time frame is, has to be able to pull out of that mm-hmm. and continue on with their life. Mm-hmm. And I think so many people do not. And it's so easy to get sucked in. Right. You know, you know, I mean, it really depends on, on top of. Um, as you were just saying, it also depends on that person's mental health status, right. what they do, how do they confess that, that, that. That was one of the main reasons why I really, really kind of really wanted to have this conversation because not only um, anybody who's listening can help, but this is also therapy for me as well. Right. You know, um, and these kind of conversations are important because, like I said all the time, look, you know, I, either I wanted to be turned to a diamond, a tree, or yes, no all black. How? A diamond. You can well. You can be turned into a. It's it's not necessarily a diamond, but I want to be a diamond, a black diamond, <laughs> like from Steven Universe. I love but <laughs> the black diamond who's not there yet. <laughs> but, um, but you can't be turned into a piece of jewelry. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. Uh, yeah, there there are several different things that you can actually be turned into. Yeah. Um, like the mango tree that you were talking yeah, about before. Mango tree or coconut tree. You know. Okay. Just knocking people out in the head who just Cook. Sit there, don't sit like you. <laughs> You know, but um, <laughs> the the other part of the conversation, uh, I think you were kind of you were kind of like leaning towards it in reference to the sense of community. I believe yeah. it was coming out. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, I think um, I I think we just have to ultimately be there for each other, and 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 by having conversations like this, you're able to better help out the the person or the individual that's going through that particular strife or struggle like if i you know for example one sense of comfort that you can get out of this is i think that we've all lost somebody that's been close mm-hmm, to us mm-hmm. i think um the, the the last person that i lost that was like really close to me was my grandfather you know this was maybe maybe a year or two of me of me being living in harlem 
And, um, you know, I got a phone call that he had a heart attack and he, you know, he's in the hospital or whatever. And, and I don't think that he's going to make it. So I had to drop everything that I was doing, you know, and I started, you know, coming down the stairs. And I, I consider myself to be a very not so emotional person that I was like, all right, well, you know, it is what it is. I'm just going to go there and and deal with it. And when I tell you the minute that I got down to the bottom steps and I started walking towards the subway, the tears started gushing out mm-hmm. of my eyes and I started crying uncontrollably. And it was just so unexpected from me. And it's one of the reasons why I don't like funerals or anything of that nature, because I just did not expect that side of me. But when I tell you, I was crying all the way to the subway and crying on the subway. And I can't tell you how many people have stopped and said, oh, my God, are you okay?" And it was because, once again, everybody has lost somebody Mm -hmm. before. So they know what that crying, they know what that emotion is. They can pick up on it. The lady stopped me and she was like, I, you know, if you want, I'll walk with you. You know, the lady that was on the train, she was like, "Okay, are you all right? You can have a seat, you know. It was just so powerful because I just did not, I didn't, I just didn't expect that from me. And by the time I, I got home, I was, you know, where my parents were at, I was okay because I, I pretty much let it all out. But I was kind of like dumbfounded mm-hmm. that I was so emotional. Um, and it was because at the end of the day, this is still somebody that was with me for the majority of my life. Right, right. Helped raise me, you know, and he was older, but I wanted him to to be, I always wanted to be around, you know, um, to see my dad cry. You know, that's that's not usual. You know, I'll never see my dad cry. Um, it, it was just very different. And I think it's just a matter of understanding, like I said before, that you have the support structure, that you have friends and family, that you, you always reach out and you always talk to somebody to um, to make sure that you're OK and that, that you're that you pull yourself out of it. And then you do finally continue on so that you can do what you have to do. I mean, that's important. Um, I mean, I can only constantly speak for myself. Uh, how yeah because that's where I'm at right now myself like even now presently uh, and that's why each and every last one of you the three of you in this room you are so special to me um, even though Blair is rolling her eyes <laughs> no she's not rolling her eyes I'm so. not rolling my eyes and but, trying uh, to keep them from super spilling red. over um, no I don't want to um, what spilling over you don't don't cry spilling over you sleepy no, I'm trying not to cry. Oh no! Okay. Oh look, no. I'm trying. I'm holding them in too. No, but I mean, but what is what I really mean is that um, even as you were saying that, the whole purpose of that part of talking to someone, like we all need to learn to try to figure it out itself. Like, do we have someone that we can talk to about these types of things? Like, do you guys, as the listeners, do you? Do you have these conversations with your friends? And if you do have these conversations with your friends, how how deep are you willing to go? Because um, it's important. I mean, and I, I just keep and the only reason why I really kind of felt this way was because of everything that's going on with my my cousins. And then just, you know, today is another day. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of loss. Like I just found out that my biological father has just passed away um, on my way here to the studio earlier today. And. I didn't want to cancel today and it's just like 
such an important conversation because I was talking about this at the services and then um, afterwards about how we all say the same conversation you always hear at a funeral or so that we, we all, the family only comes together when it's like time for, in times of sadness. Um, family is important and at least it is very important to me. So I always love to be a part of family and whether it's the family you're born with or the family you become, like we're all important to each other. That's the point that I was trying to make before. Um, I didn't want uh, Blair to spill over because um, you all mean a lot to me. And even those of you who are listening, you mean a lot to us as a group because the purpose of, as as Ray was saying earlier, when we want to have these conversations, some of these conversations are the harder conversations. They're not always going to be all fun and games, um, but they do need to be had at some point. You know, honestly speaking, I have yet to lose um, someone that's close to me. Um, but I would grieve over, um, for example, um, my grandmother's husband who passed away, who raised me as his granddaughter. I didn't, um, necessarily grieve him because I knew he was ready to go. And, um, we were close, but I didn't like live with him every day of my life. Um, I just recently lost the aunt. We were close, but she had moved down South. So I didn't see her a lot. So it was like, I cried at the moment, but I have yet to experience something that has been like stopping mm-hmm. um and i have to be honest um i'll because i know how i am i'll probably talk about the surface but i'm gonna i'm gonna need you to pull me out right I, I, yeah, I, because I, when that happens i'm going to be the opposite of this jolly person mm-hmm. because i have yet to experience it I, I i i can feel your pain i just i don't understand yet it it's um it's it's um it's definitely eye opening because um you know even for this even for him for for my grandfather like one of the things that is just so so interesting with him was that like we didn't we didn't like we didn't talk like oh let's have like an all out conversation about whatever like um he was you know older Jamaican guy. You know, he was just very much so just, you know, hey, how you doing? What's been going on? How's work? And he just, I remember on several occasions throughout my life where he would say things to me like, are you okay? Yeah, I'm good, Grandpa. Do you need any money? No, I don't need any money, Grandpa. You sure? And it's just like, I want to make sure that you're okay. It's the least that I can do. And um, there's been many times where he has stopped me as I'm walking out of the out of the door. Hold on a second. I'm like, you need something, Grandpa? And he just put 60 bucks in my hand. And I'm all like, I don't need, you know, I don't need this. He was like, I know you don't need it. He was like, but I'm here for you. He was like, I'm always here for you. And um, it's like stuff like that because, you know, like they one of the things that I admired about him and even my grandmother, you know, who who's still with us right now, but she, you know, she's not there mentally, but you know, they didn't care. They didn't judge. They didn't care about anything that I did. They just wanted to make sure that ultimately that I was happy, taken care of and healthy. And it was just, you don't meet people like that, you know, often. So, yeah, you know, 
usually it's gonna be it's gonna be tough i'm not gonna even lie to you it's gonna be tough but you know the main thing is that you have people that are going to be there for you and i'm telling you right now that i'm 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 here for you yeah we're all here y'all have to allow me to let you be that's what i'm trying that's actually and that's the that's the hard part about it um to allow somebody because i mean as you all know um or at least as you are learning more about me personally, like I really disappear. I like poof, be gone. I'm into a shell. And it's like one of those things where it's like you got to insert yourself and you have to, you know, I appreciate you, all of you reaching out to me in reference in different times, in different spaces. Um, but it's, it's, it's important, as, especially for friends um, to really like be there for each other in those types of times as, as red is pulling out more of is, these. Like, i'm sorry like all this <laughs> emotional stuff make me I hungry know, right? but you know something on 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 even to add another layer onto that like oh what you were saying red like when my dad passed now i'm not talking about my biological father who actually just recently passed today um my emotions that are tied with that are more so tied with my brothers and sisters um, because I just came into their lives and I, I want to be there for his, their big brother emotional support because it hurts me to see my sisters cry um, and even my brother. Um, he doesn't really cry as much. He's not you know, as emotional out loud, which I understand. Um, but I, when it came down to my father, the, my daddy, the one who raised me, um, and even though we were going through hard times emotionally at that time where we weren't speaking for quite some time, when my mother actually told me that he was in the hospital, um, and it was for a different reason. She didn't say what specifically what it was for up until the day that I got there. And that's how I knew that, you know, he was diagnosed with different forms of cancer. And I went upstairs, and I was still in the mindset, like, okay, well, I really don't, you know, and this this may sound harsh and cruel, but this is the reality of the situation. I was like, okay, well, fine. I mean, I'll say hello, you know. And then, because I still held on to all this anger and stuff that, you know, whatever. Um, that I've held on for for years and years, and when I got upstairs, it just exploded. It all came out, um, and it hit me really hard, a lot harder than I thought it was going to. Um, even though we had these conversations after the fact, um, but the point after everything was said and done, and he passed away, um, and people started really having more of these conversations as well. Um, and maybe I was sponsoring them and thinking that people should actually start talking about this. And actually, one, she did. And I'm glad she kind of did because she was almost in a car accident and something could have happened to her. And she's actually pretty well off. And she didn't have prior to that. So she hit me up after that had happened. Um, shout out to you. I won't say your name. Um, but after that had happened, she hit me up and she appreciated the fact that at that moment, her life could have changed and her kid's life could have changed. And had she not put together a will, a testament, everything prior to that she doesn't know what may have happened mm-hmm. so you know it, these types of things are important for that fact you know i just want to go back to how we were talking about it's important to have like to let your friends be there for you and to mm-hmm. let your friends to have like a support system there for you i think you definitely do need to have a strong support system around you, but I think the important thing about that is to have a support system there that is going to best serve you. So when my brother passed away, you know, all my friends were there, all my best friends were there, my ex-boyfriend even showed up, and I was kind of like the 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 person who 
was there to, you know, kind of keep things on track, on schedule, you know, like, you know, everybody's coming up to you and giving your, their condolences and they're much appreciated. But for me, staying on task was was helpful um, and provided a bit of a distraction. And so whenever, you know, people wanted to sit down and talk through it, I was like, oh, you know, I appreciate that. I really do. But that's not what's going to be best for me in this situation right now. And when it did come time for me to feel like, okay, I'm ready to talk to somebody, I went to therapy. It was so, so, so much easier to talk to a stranger about what was going on. Somebody who was like, Mm -hmm. you know, licensed and qualified to, you know, guide you through, you know, all your emotions and whatnot. I appreciated that my friends were there for me and wanted to be there for me to have them have me talk to them. But they weren't the people that I needed to talk to. So I think it's just important to say it's Mm -hmm. definitely important to have friends around you who want to be there for you and who want to help you through the situation the best they can. But it is okay to seek other forms of support. It is actually absolutely every bit of okay. Yes. Yeah, thank you, thank yes. you, because that's so important. I mean, you know, I, sh- I I shoot out for therapy as much as possible. I'm still in the look for a new therapist, um, maybe even a psychologist or a psychiatrist, one or the other. But you know, I'm glad that you said that. I really am. I really am. This, that's a big misnomer in our community where you, you know you can just talk about it or you could just or pray about it pray yeah, about you know, it or whatever it's just, that's a whole nother thing like come you know, on you, now, you can't you, sometimes you, you need just a little bit more yeah um mm. but um so like I had a question um and we'll lighten this up a little bit um I don't even know how I would even think about this um but let's say we were like can you think of like a a, a a a song that you want everybody to dance to in remembrance of you? Can you think of that? Is that a weird question to ask? Or I'm gonna I'm dance. I'm dance for my Christmas. song's gonna be Ratchet AF. <laughs> I mean, I'm just let, it, same let, thing, it, girl. let it be Ratchet. Like, like, hold up, it's gonna be kids in the house. I know. I'm like, like what's ex- gonna okay. be appropriate? So, like, example. Um, you know, whenever I think about uh, Clarence who passed away. Um, whenever I hear MC Light, um, the song featuring them, Escape, he used to sing that all randomly throughout the house. B-boy, where the fuck you at, man? Looking for your ass since a quarter past. So every time I hear it or I even play it playing, it makes me just like stop what I'm doing. And I do a little quick little dance or like a little something um, just to remember that, um, that emotion. That's all. That's the, that's the random, random silly question I was just thinking about. I think for it could me, be as rash because I'm gonna think be... about Thong Song for uh, for Red over there. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot That's about that. That's a really that. great song, though. I think for me, it'll be it's a, it'll be a different song depending on who's doing the remembering. Exactly. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> if it's gonna be like my my group of friends, like my best friends, like anytime they hear Crime Mom Stilettos, they gonna think of me. Stilettos, pumps in the club. <laughs> Who ever said that these girls could get crunk? We rockin' stilettos, how? <laughs> 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 They're gonna think of me every time they hear that Wait, song. Who sings that? What is that? Crime Mob. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I'm sorry. 
crime mob. You looked at me all. Are you from the Midwest, girl? That's Stiletto your thing. pumps in. <laughs> no, the no club. offense. Like, Who ever right, thought right. that these girls? Could... Sorry, that's my jam. I have no idea what what my crime mob isn't. That, is is that part of our cast? Like the original part? Is that the? Am I am I deleting this part of the? Yeah, I am. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's the goody mob. Goody mob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my friends. So they gonna have to like. <laughs> I just gotta be honest. They gonna have to put on the extended version of Get Me Body. <laughs> extended version of Get Me Body. Matter of fact, just stop it. Just stop the whole thing. Go and get the CD, the video version of B-Day. Go and put that up. When B-Day finish and it's playing all of them songs with the videos and everything, go on and put on Queen album. Go on and put on Privacy of Invasion. Just put them both on. And then, like, if it's, like, the people we got to be respectful in front of. Hmm. Uh. I just take Donnie Hathaway. I love you. No, I'm lying. The other song, wait. As she searches. <laughs> she has to go looking for it. She says she the knows. one that's, I've been so many places in my life and time. A, a song for you? Yep, yep, that. The song is for a song for you. A song for you. <laughs> um, Just for you. A song for you because I, my ratchet girlfriends, we putting on B-Day video uh, uh, DVD. Invasion of Privacy Queen album plus Barbie teams. I I don't I can't think of a song honestly. Um, Besides the song song. No. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I think you know. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> what would be really interesting <laughs> is like. She better go ahead with the whole. She was living a loca. She had dumps like a truck, truck, truck. Cause like what, what, what? Baby, you butt, butt, butt. Oh my god! I mean, he legit does the same verse three times. It's the that's the same thing. But that song was fire. Yeah, I remember he was in a video with a dog on. That was hilarious. I loved that. Fire! So glad they re- I'm so glad they redid it. They did. <laughs> they supposed that part like, yes, let's go. Mm. You guys are crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it would be. It would be actually interesting to see like w- what songs like if I was at a you know funeral, um, my funeral that everybody could come up and play the songs that they would would remember that me makes by. Because it, it would you be know, drastically it's, different. It's so funny you say that because that was actually something that I was going to suggest. <laughs> that was going to be what I was going to do. Be... At the funeral itself, then y'all can just bring the whole New Orleans jazz band and just play it. And you know, speaking of and New Orleans jazz band. Like that and get y'all umbrellas. See, and speaking of New Orleans jazz band, so like, you I'm know, it's so funny. Know. Like, see, this is how the universe does because these are part of the things that actually I want in my stuff. Yes. Like, I want something that's actually even like a celebration. Even if it's not done at the service if it's done like even at like at a repast when the family is together and the friends are together and that's you know they each take a time I, I don't like how that sounds <laughs> <laughs> in the midst of all of this he's pulling off the tag off of his water bottle that was like the, rip it off like a band-aid you that know he's just not the, the, the sticker uh, I'm sorry I had a moment I'm slowly peeling it off the the, the label off of the Fiji water bottle like and, and it's like it's so satisfying do it again I 
<laughs> no, but anyway, so I was I love the idea. Uh I've really been thinking about that before, just like having people just come up and do a um like their own little idea. Like I don't like But you sad want them stuff. to karaoke? So now, I want them to karaoke, I want them to lip sync a song. In that <laughs> same kind of right. like no bad vein, like one of my favorite and it's this is the the intention of this game every year is what I'm going to say and somehow it always ends up switching to being this other thing. So every year for for people's birthdays, I like to play this game where everybody who's present like goes around the room and like shares like a memory that they have like with that person. Oh, so since my birthday was yesterday, you want to play this game now? We can. <laughs> um <laughs> So that's like my favorite thing to do at like other people's like birthdays. But then for my birthday, like I want to play the same game, but I don't necessarily want the memories to be about me because like I'm usually playing this with my group of friends. So I'm like, what's like one of your favorite memories of like something that we all did like collectively, but still it ends up being like them just talking about like something about like me, which is nice, you know, because it's my birthday. So, you know, when we walked outside the studio and the lady had a sign that said, look at the dot. Oh no! That would be an example. <laughs> that oh, would be an example of a oh, memorable no. moment. Oh, when we tried to lift each other up in uh, the that's the what I was gonna <laughs> say. Was when you tried to like lift me, dirty, okay. dirty we, dancing, dirty dancing style. style. <laughs> yeah, that, okay. that, that was kind of awesome. But that's the, the same kind of like idea as you know having people like play like music that makes them think of you or what's going to like. As they hear a song and they're automatically going to think, "Oh, this is uh, this makes me think so and so." So, how about that, guys? Uh, how about if you want to share anything with us? How about you share a song that reminds you of someone really close or really special to you? Um, that's all, and just let us know what song that is. That could be an idea. Yeah, and share that along with. We doing dessert? I mean, yeah, because I mean, because that it's in top of everything, guys. Uh, that whole meal was so satisfying. I had what ziti. I had the ziti. I had lasagna. You had lasagna. You as is a pasta night, guys, and carbs, carbonara, yeah, just, just like chicken, just, just carbonara. Feet. I, no, I smell chicken, Marcella. Who had that? Not Ch- me. I don't like mushrooms. What? Really? Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't. Who said no. that? Mm-hmm. You know, it was like funny because either. I ate something with mushrooms in it once. It probably was the best. It, thing no, ever. and it it was really good, and I was like shocked, and I was all like, "This probably won't happen again." And I tried something else with mushrooms. I was like, "Oh, nope, see, d- disgusting." Because they didn't saute or cook the mushrooms or season the mushrooms. This is a different. This is the thing when you cook with mushrooms. Right. Anyway, where were you going? We <laughs> started talking about mushrooms. I love mushrooms. Mushrooms and Brussels sprouts are my shit. <gasps> Brussels sprouts. Are Brussels sprouts are I've, delicious. I've, I've, as a child, they were disgusting. No, they're just weapons. Adult, That's all you. they are. Don't don't do that. I did, I never had Brussels sprouts as a child. I only had them disgusting. as an adult, yeah. and they're so good. They're as so a child, tangy. I had them boiled, and them. they were disgusting. But as an adult, oh. sauteed. Like I hate it. No, it's like miniature. Pieces of cabbage. No, no. But I when they're cabbage. sauteed in garlic, uh, the cabbage and oil, is okay. Amazing. They've matured and, and they have good had taste. Brussels sprouts. We had fried cabbage. Correctly. We had fried cabbage it's at the uh, repast. Fried cabbage works. I've never had that before. Fried and it was, cabbage. Yeah, and it's not fried like fried in like Her Caribbean style fried cabbage. Yeah. right? yeah. Not in like batter or no, anything no, like not that. Bad. I've it's just I'm not just like. Um, soaked and like, like how normally cabbage so is made. It's so Sauté. good. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. it's so good. So yeah. good. Yeah. That, that's okay. Uh, 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 
So, but yeah, so yeah, on top of that heavy, heavy meal that we just had, um, this is part of the dessert. And I think Blair was going to. Yes. So, for share. dessert, A, tell us a song that makes you think of somebody special to you. And Me. along with that, <laughs> um, I want to know what. So. You're getting together for a family gathering and everybody's bringing, you know, all their dishes. And you're looking at the dessert table to see if Cousin James or Auntie Sharon made their infamous what? What is the dessert that only so-and-so can make? Because everybody else makes it. It don't taste right. It don't mm. taste as good. What is the dessert that that one person has to make and has to bring? For me, it was my grandmother's key lime pie. I know I think I've mentioned key lime pie on here before, but this woman, she made key lime pie, and it was like, bruh, so delicious. And no one else could ever make it quite as good as she could. And with that, I'll give you my final thought. Um, I will say that I think it's very important that you – prepare for the inevitable you know we're we're all going to pass on one day and we never know when that day is going to be it could be you know a, a an illness that's that's prolonged or it could be immediate but either way you should have at least taken the time to think about or vocalized or somehow made known what you want your wishes to be um with, and that includes what you want your wishes to be as far as your finances go, what you want your wishes to be as far as how you are remembered after you're gone. And the second part of what I just want to say is there are different ways to grieve someone who has passed on. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, no one cookie cutter. There is no cookie cutter way of how people need to, to grieve and remember somebody who was important to them. And the most important thing is that you are taking the time to to grieve and get yourself to a point where you are able to continue on because it is important that you that you do continue on, that you don't stay and wallow in the grief because that's not what that person would want you to do. My mother's one of my mother's good friends, actually, he's a baker. And um, I always it goes back to him bringing like the cheesecake. He also he also bring, mm. uh, brought um, <sighs> German chocolate cake. Is that mm. what it is? German chocolate cake. He, cheesecake and German chocolate chocolate cake. That was always like really good. Like if you can bring that like and do it really well like he does like i don't know what he he puts a lot of love in his cakes everybody always asks him for his cakes and anything that he bakes so um german chocolate cake or um or cheesecake would be my uh dessert and my final thought is and is and is always surrounding communication you know um after this this whole episode i think i would encourage people that are listening to just have a conversation with their friends and their family about what does it look like if someone's not in the picture anymore you know it doesn't have to be long it doesn't have to be like this whole like 
45 minute conversation but just like you know talk about it and and i and i encourage you guys to talk about it on a regular basis just to make sure that everybody's on the same page and that way things could be straightened out both emotionally and materialistic uh emotionally and materialistic wise my dessert uh my father's mother uh a shout out to uh, Grandma Johnson, uh, Virginia Johnson. Mind you, that was my dad's mom. Her name was Virginia. My mother's my mother's name, mother's mother's name was Ernestine Virginia. Nice. So right, Virginia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, she used to make this, uh, and no one I I have never tasted it ever again or ever wanted to eat anybody else's. Um, like pineapple upside down cake with coconut on the side of it. Wow. Um, ever since then, I just, that's it. I, there's Ooh. just, it was. Ruined you. I'm sorry, life. I just got a little moist just thinking about it. Moist up top. Um, just thinking about it. <laughs> 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 and on the bottom, don't be fooled. <laughs> the way they all three of them just <laughs> red jump to the mic like, so. <laughs> Um, but my final thought um, ties into um, so it's 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 very accurate from what Blair was saying in reference. You know, everybody take their take your own time to grieve. Uh, just as long as whatever it is that you're doing, um, do it healthy. Um, understand that there are there are those times where sometimes sadness can like sweep you into something that maybe you don't want to go into. Um, or, you know, make you cause you do things that you don't want to do. Uh, make sure you surround yourself with the right people um, and open up and talk. Uh, and just it's OK to be vulnerable and sad. Um, but as we've said, don't stick in it. Don't wallow in it. Don't, you know, make it you don't make it your story. You know, it's how you came through. It's how you came over it. And what did you do for yourself? As I said earlier, with like little things that's been going on um, with my family itself, uh, as far as things coming up on a uh, surprise, it's important to you. No matter what happens, I mean, we as a people, we don't we don't tend to do this. You uh, and I was like looking up statistics, and statistically, it's like seventy percent of um, African Americans um, pass away without a will and testament, um, and those who do not feel that you need to because you don't acquire anything or you don't have anything or you don't have life insurance or you know because of whatever the situation is I recommend that you really take this time to like talk to someone talk to your family members and ask these questions even if they are of a certain age they don't have to be your friends your cousins you know just as long as you are all on the same page like you know what you want if you don't have life insurance go get life insurance you know because this is a bill to bury someone Look. it is so expensive um if you if you're not set up properly um and there are different ways for everyone so my my main sense is just stay with those who stay with you because the real people will show themselves in your biggest time of need and the ones who show up are the ones who care so my dad has a friend who, unfortunately, he has Alzheimer's now, so he cannot recreate his creations, but he used to make the best sweet potato pie. 
I, I, so we used to have to order two because I'd eat the whole, I'd eat one whole one. Like it was just really, really bad. Um, but he doesn't make them for us anymore because he doesn't remember. But, um, my final thought is you are never too young to have a will because you just never know your time. You're not supposed to know your time. Mm-hmm. And because you don't know your time, you have to be prepared. We have young people out here dying. Um, so we can't just be like, oh, I'm going to live forever or I'm going to live to my 50s, 60s, 70s. Because, you know, we, we, we just don't know. So we do need to have these conversations. Um, you know, life insurance, get the will. If you, um, even if you need to just write it down on a piece, like your will on a piece of paper and mail it to yourself, it's called a poor man's copyright. Do what you got to do. You just don't open it, you know what I mean? And it, it'll be there. Um, but it's something that we have to address. We can't ignore it. We have to acknowledge it because it's inevitable and we cannot run from what is inevitable. Yeah. All right. All right. On that note, um, guys, we want to thank you again for taking the time to listen to us, uh, listen to another episode here of Highly Melanated. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you want to email us, please. You do not hesitate to do so. Please email us at highly melanated podcast at gmail.com. I had to remember that for a quick second. <laughs> um, also, Good thing you, you did at the beginning, too. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Ow. Yeah. You're going to start doing that for now on. Um, also, you can continue to follow us on Twitter. That is H underscore and for those of you who don't know what an underscore is it's the underline like when you underline something so it's h underscore i mean hey you know shoot there's some people that still like computer like <laughs> type in underscore <laughs> <laughs> no judgment no but judgment. all judgment h underscore melanated pod hey, that's uh, pod and you can also follow us on instagram um Instagram is still working through some things uh, as far as redesigning it and getting it together. Um, but that is Highly Melanated Podcast on Instagram. Um, you can like our song on Facebook as well. Uh, you can do a search and find us there. And that's it. Yeah. So um, on that note, I really appreciate you guys. And appreciate you. I, pre- I do that word. Uh, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate it. We appreciate love. We appreciate, we appreciate love. We appreciate love. We appreciate love. We appreciate love you. Yeah. That's a Rasta term because it's we appreciate love. So it's appreciate love. I like that. We appreciate love. All right. Bye. So long. Farewell. It's time to say goodbye. Goodbye. Adieu. Adieu. Adieu.